Jesus. 
you, Lord, that you sent your word to this land. And you healed us. You delivered us. You provided for us. And we just love you, Lord. We bless you and praise you. with us as we utilize technology for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you all to uh, all who are tuned in and we're going to have a good time today. Amen. And you're going to be encouraged and lifted up. And uh, one thing that we want to do, as we always do, is uh, make our confession. Hallelujah. Amen. So because you're not here in the building with us, um, Pastor Doug's going to say the confession and I'll repeat it. So you repeat with me at home what Pastor Doug is saying. My God supplies all my needs, wants, and desires. My God supplies all my needs, wants, and desires. He takes good care of me. He takes good care of me. God is my source for all good things in life. God is my source for all good things in life. Christ gives me strength every day. Christ gives me strength every day to do his word. To do his word. And empowers me to do all things. And empowers me to do all things. The Lord is my good shepherd. The Lord is my good shepherd. My soul is restored, rested, and I'm well fed. My soul is restored, rested, and I'm well fed. There is no fear in me. There is no fear in me. I find comfort in God's word and his Holy Spirit. I find comfort in God's word and his Holy Spirit. My focus is on what God has provided for me. My focus is on what God has provided for me. And not my enemies. And not my enemies. I enjoy the blessing of the Lord. I enjoy the blessing of the Lord. I know my shepherd's voice. I know my shepherd's voice. It is distinct above all others. It is distinct above all others. He leads me in abundant living. He leads me in abundant living. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim God's uncompromising word. To proclaim God's uncompromising word. To build a strong body of believers. To build a strong body of believers. And to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. And to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world. We activate God's word to go into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship. At Victory Christian Fellowship. We are. We are. Inheriting God's promises. Inheriting God's promises. And experiencing their benefits. And experiencing their benefits. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to bring a couple of, uh, just one big announcement. Uh, as soon as we, all of our events have been postponed or canceled. So that's something that you want to take note of, which I'm sure you're aware of because that's what's happening everywhere. However, for our ladies who've already purchased tickets for our women's conference that was scheduled for April uh, 18th or 17th and 18th, uh, we are doing something super special for you as a bonus. So if you have a ticket 
for our women's conference. Check your mailboxes this week, your email boxes. And um, I want you to check your email boxes because we're gonna have some information in there for you. We're doing a special bonus for you where we will have a way for me to still minister to you, answer your questions, pray with you for you and your family, whatever you might have going on during this time. And we're gonna do it that same weekend as if we had the conference. One of those days, the Friday or the Saturday, we will do that. And as well, you, we will give you bonus content in there from things that I have talked before and people I have coached. So if you have a ticket for our women's conference, this is your bonus from us, and we still want you to be blessed. We are still going to have a conference, and you will still use that same ticket for the conference, but this is just an extra something for you. So God bless you. And as always, we have our tithes and offerings available. We thank you for those who brought it in and put it in the slot by the door. You'll see when you come here. And if not, online is a great way as well. And many of you have been taking advantage of that. So go ahead and you can still do it the same way. God bless you. Amen. Well, God is up to good things. share something funny with you because uh, we all could probably use a good laugh. <clears throat> Four siblings uh, left home for college and they became successful um, doctors and lawyers and they prospered. Some years later uh, they chatted after having dinner together. They uh, discussed the gifts that they were able to give their elderly mother who lived far away in another city. The first said, I built a big house for mama. The second said, I had a $100,000 theater built in the house. The third said, I had my Mercedes dealer deliver uh, $1,600 to her. The fourth said, you know how uh, mama loved reading the Bible? You know how she can't read anymore because her sight is failing? I met this preacher who told me about a parrot that can recite the entire Bible. It took 20 preachers, 12 years to teach him. I had, I had a, to pledge to contribute $100,000 a year for 20 years to the church, but it was worth it. Mama uh, just has to name the chapter and verse and the parrot will recite it. The other siblings were highly impressed. After some time passed, each of them received a thank you uh, from Mama. She wrote, Sharon, the house you built is so huge. I live in only one room, but have, uh, have to clean the whole house. Thanks anyway. Carl, the expensive theater with Dolby Sound could hold 50 people, but all of my friends are dead. I've lost my hearing and I'm nearly blind. I'll never use it. Thank you for the gesture just the same. Donna, I am too old to travel. I stay at home, my groceries are delivered, so I never use the Mercedes. The thought was uh, good though, thanks. Dearest Matt, you were the only one who had the good sense to give, give a little thought to your gift. The chicken was so delicious. Love, Mama. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, um, this morning, I want to just take a few moments and talk to you about the difference that God's presence makes. How to know 
that God is with us and that he's changing us. You know, it matters who's with you because who's with you will determine whether or not you overcome. Who's with you will determine whether or not you get to where you need to go. Many times when we say that someone is with us, we mean that they're our friends. We uh, benefit from their companionship and their camaraderie. They are there for us in our time of need and in distress. They're with us in good times and bad times. They are on our side and they will fight to defend us. And Joyce Meyer said this, God has a beautiful plan for your life. He wants to lead you each step of the way. That is why uh, one of the names of God is Emmanuel, and it means God is with us. God wants to be intimately involved in our lives. He wants us to know his voice and follow him. In fact, he wanted to be with us so strongly that he sent his son, a part of himself, to be physically to physically walk the earth. The baby in the manger was God, and he is still with us today. And we know that the Bible says in Isaiah 7:14, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and she will call him Emmanuel. I want to encourage you today that God is with us. And because God is with us, we're going to succeed. We're going to overcome. We're going to triumph. We're going to have the victory. And the difference between us and everybody is God is with us. So I want to remind you of this truth today. And I want you to realize the importance of God being with you. Say this with me. Say, God is with me. Doesn't that just make you feel good? Doesn't that just build your confidence on the inside, knowing that God is with you? You know, if you know that God is with you, there's nothing you can't do. I wrote down some thoughts of the results of the truth of knowing that God is with us. Because God is with me, he opens doors of opportunity to do you good. You know, the Bible says he opens a door that no man can close. And he holds all the master keys. So because God is with you, he opens doors of opportunity to do you good. Because God is with you, he equips you with everything you need to succeed. You are fully equipped right now, not just to survive, but to succeed and thrive. Why? God is with you. If you know that God is with you, it makes all the difference in the world. When God is with you, he strengthens you when you're weak. Oh, I like that because there's been many days 
that I have been weak physically, but then God, knowing that God is with me, he strengthens me, he infuses me with his divine power and strength. Because God is with me, he leads, guides, and directs my ways. You know, when God is with you, you're going to get to your destination because he is the best GPS ever. He knows where you need to be. And he knows how to get there. And he comes with you to make sure that you get there. When God is with you, he makes you successful and causes you to overcome every challenge. Every challenge in life. Every challenge that anyone can face, when God is with you, that mountain becomes a molehill. When God is with you, you overcome that challenge. And it was like, you know, you'll, you'll do it with, with ease. You'll do it uh, with supernatural help. Praise God. When God is with you, he defends you when you're attacked. You know, many times the Israelites were attacked and they were surrounded. But because God was with them, he defended them and brought victory over their enemies. Supernatural victory. I mean, when Israel went to battle, as long as they did what God said, they didn't lose a person. That's awesome. When God is with you, he makes you bold Fearless and confident. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when you know that God is with you, it enhances your attitude. Mm -hmm. It puts a step in your walk. And I'm just going to remind you of some of things today. The truth is, the Bible says that he's with you. Now, he's not with everybody. Because not everybody believes him. Not everybody listens to him. But that's a, another point. When God is with you, he provides... He provides you with counsel and comfort. He gives you wisdom and wealth. He gives you life and health. Hallelujah. He gives you strength and power. He gives you guidance and direction. He gives you goodness and favor. He gives you protection and provision. He gives you understanding and illumination. He gives you practical principles to live a victorious life. Now I'm just going to bring out a few people who were impacted by God being with them. One of them was Isaac. And I talked a little bit about Isaac last week, but we're going to go to Genesis 26 verses 3 through 5. And uh, I'm going to point out the difference maker in Isaac's life. God told him, he said, stay in this land as a foreigner and I will be with you. Notice that. He said, I will be with you. And look, look and he says, and I will bless you for I will give all these lands to you and your offspring. I will confirm the oath that I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky, I will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed 
because Abraham listened to my voice and kept my charge. And, uh, you know, John Wesley said, the best of it all is God is with us. So what did, what resulted in Isaac's life when God was with him? Number one, blessing. Oh, the blessing of the Lord. It's an empowerment by God that causes good things to happen in your life. And it goes with you wherever you go. The blessing of God. It's an empowerment and a divine enablement. So Isaac was blessed. You know, it's a good thing to be blessed. When God is with you, you're blessed. You're too blessed to be stressed. Another thing that happened in Isaac's life was prosperity. The Bible said he was going to have lands. He was going to have ownership, not ownership. He was going to be an owner, not an ower. Oh, come on. God was going to give him lands. That's prosperity. He was going to give him possession of lands. That means he was an owner, not an ower. Mm. When God is with you, And Isaac experienced multiple, multiplied increase of, pros, of posterity. That means he was going to have numerous descendants. Numerous descendants. And then Isaac, God was going to use Isaac to bless the nations of the earth. Can you imagine being an individual and God says to you, I'm going to use you to bless the nations of the earth? Amen. Do you realize when Daniel was in Babylon, that he changed the nation of Babylon and Persia because of his faith. Yeah. The kings made a decree and they said, we're going to worship the God that Daniel serves. He changed the nation. Amen. So did Joseph. Joseph changed the nation of Egypt. Yeah. You mean God will use me to change a nation? Yes. Why? Because he's with you. See, when God is with you, you don't just have a me mentality, you have a world mentality. He expands the scope of your possibilities. Hallelujah. So these things happened as a direct result of God being with Isaac. And he prospered, he increased, he became more powerful than a king. And that made the difference in Isaac's life. Mm -hmm. If God being with Isaac made the difference in his life, what kind of difference will it make in your life? But we've got to know, realize, and recognize that God is with us. He's, he's near to us. You know, if you believe in him and confess Jesus as Lord, then he's in you. Can't get any closer than that. Billy Graham said this. How many lonely people are there today? God did not create man to live in miserable inner loneliness. In the first Eden, God himself came down to keep the man he had made from being lonely. Remember, God would come down and walk with Adam in the cool of the day. He was with Adam. He fellowship with him, talk with him, commune with him. You know, he got excited when Adam named the animals. And uh, 
Billy Graham went on to say, he said, one of the most interesting things Jesus said to his disciples was, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He came to restore fellowship between man and God and to take away human loneliness. Jesus Christ will take away loneliness from your soul. He will be your companion and friend. Matter of fact, the Bible says he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. What, you know, having God with you means God is your friend. Let's see how God's presence made the difference in Jacob's life. Genesis 28 Verses 13 to 15. The Bible says, uh, the Lord was standing at the top of the ladder that Jacob saw, and he was standing and saying, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you now lie. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west, east, north, and south. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Verse 15, look, I am with you. I will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. So what benefited Jacob because God was with him? He had a revelation of who God is. He said, the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of your father. God identified himself. God revealed himself to Jacob. See, when God is with you, you'll get to know things about God that no one else knows. When God is with you, you'll get inside information about his kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. And then he also got prosperity, land ownership. He was also promised multiple increase of posterity, numerous descendants. God said to Jacob that the nations will be blessed through him. You know, God wants his people to make a contribution in this earth. Yeah. He wants you to make a difference. He wants you to do great exploits. And when God is with us, that's what we can do. When God is with us, we can do greater things than we've ever imagined. We can do things we never thought we'd do. And Jacob also had the promise of God's protection and provision. God said, I will watch over you and bring you back. And he had his presence with him. God guaranteed that his promises would be fulfilled. Yes. Now Jacob went to work for his uncle Laban. And he spent 20 years working for his uncle. For the first seven years, he worked for Rachel and got Leah. Then he signed on for another seven years. He got to marry Rachel, but he worked for another seven years. So that's 14 years. But then when it was time for Jacob to leave, you know, Laban had changed his wages 10 times. And uh, Jacob said, give me the spotted, spotted sheep. And if, if he agreed that his wages would be, would be the spotted sheep, then the, the sheep produced spots, right? If he said, give me the speckled sheep, then the sheep produced speckles. But you know what? In the conversation, God told Jacob, 
I saw what Laban did to you. He was watching over Jacob. He watched how his wages were changed ten times. He watched how Laban treated Jacob. God was watching over him. And in the end, because God was with Jacob, what happened? He became wealthier than his uncle. His, his wealth, even though his wages were changed ten times in twenty years, you realize every two years Jacob had a decrease in wages? And it was through deception. Because, I mean, Laban deceived him a lot of times. But what happened? Because God was with him and God was watching over him, he ended up in a better shape. He ended up with more stuff. He ended up with greater wealth than his boss. Can you say amen? amen. So if God, if God being with Jacob made the difference in his life, how will it make the difference in your life? We've got to know that God is with us. I think sometimes we know it, but it's kind of an afterthought. Sometimes we forget that he's with us. Why? Because when trouble comes, we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But when God is with us, we're fearless. You know, every time Jesus showed up on the scene to his disciples, whether it was Jesus or an angel, what, what was their first words? Do not fear. Why? I am with you. When he is with us, fear is demolished. Fear is defeated. There is no fear in God. And when God is with us, there is no fear in us. Why? Because he's with us. God being with Joseph made the difference in his life. Let's read that story in Genesis 39. Verses 2 through 6. The Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph. That's just the, that's the main point of the sermon right there. And he became a successful man. I want you to notice the success followed the presence. God was with him and that's what made him successful. He was successful serving in the household of his Egyptian master. When his master saw the Lord was with him, now God was with Joseph in such a dramatic way that his owner who purchased him saw that the Lord was with him. This heathen man recognized that God was with his servant. That must have been something. And he made him prosper in all he did. Oh, can someone say amen? amen? Even if it doesn't look like you can prosper in this time, you can. Why? Because God is with you. God is with you. And then so Potiphar put him in charge of his household. He entrusted him with everything he owned. From the time he put Joseph in charge of his household, all he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's household on account of him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's household because of Joseph's, Joseph's sake? See, God wasn't with Potiphar, but he was with Joseph. And because Potiphar put Joseph in charge, then he put the man in charge who had God with him. It made the difference. 
The Lord blessed the Egyptians' household on account of him. And the Lord's blessing was on everything he owned, both in his house and in his field. Potiphar started producing bigger pumpkins. He started producing greater amounts of corn. All of a sudden, more wheat showed up in his field. His cows were getting fatter. His sheep were getting fatter. They were winning prizes at the fair. They were getting the blue ribbons. Why? Because Joseph, who, whom God was with, was in his house and in charge. You know, we need some people in charge of things whom God is with. We don't need people in charge of things whom the devil is with. We need people in charge of things, decision makers whom God is with. Yeah. So Joseph, because God was with him, he had success in serving. Others saw and recognized his success and credited it to the Lord. He had prosperity. He prospered in all he did. He had favor and grace, strength, power, ability, goodness, and favor of God. Joseph had promotion. He was put in charge. The blessing of the Lord affected everything in the house and in the field. Why? Because God was with him. That was the determining factor. That was the difference maker. And then one more person that I want to share with you is Joshua. God was with Joshua. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verses 2 and 5. Joshua chapter 1, verses 2 and 5. Moses, my servant, is dead. <laughs> you know, God knows how to make headlines. <laughs> Joshua was about to take over uh, ruling Israel. And God says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I have given you, given to the Israelites. He said, verse 3, I have given every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness of Lebanon to the great Euphrates River. That's from Lebanon to Iraq. That's his territory. This is my backyard. And all the land of the Hittites and west to the Mediterranean Sea, verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you. Just as I was with Moses, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So what did Joshua get? In verse 9, the end of verse 9 says, The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm glad that God is mobile. Mm -hmm. You get to take him with you wherever you go. I brought God to Palmyra. Mm -hmm. I took him to Tulsa. He was with me in Illinois. He was with me in Tennessee. Why? I, he was with me wherever I go, praise the Lord. So what did Joshua get? He got prosperity. He got land, territory. He had authority wherever your foot treads. Why? 
I want you to look at your feet. When God is with you, your steps are powerful. Yeah. When God is with you, where you step, you take over. Wherever, wherever the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Amen. Wow. He had success. No one is able to stand against you. You win and you win big. President Trump loved Joshua. Joshua, was, he, he won. He won big. He was a big winner. <laughs> Amen? God never got tired of Joshua winning. And Joshua had fearless confidence, strength, and courage. Why? Because God was with him. So let me just give you a few more scriptures because I want to reinforce this. I want to weave God is with you into your soul, into the very fabric of your being. I want you to, to, after watching this video, I want you to know that God is with you. I want you to be so confident and so assured and so um, uh, powerful in this, in this truth. This is a truth. This is not me talking this thing. This is the Bible. Isaiah chapter 41, I'm sorry, Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 41, 43, verses 1 and 2. Now this is what the Lord says. So who's talking? God's talking. The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. And listen to this. You are mine. Are you God's? Does God have your whole heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul? Does God have the best of you? He said, you're mine. He said, verse 2, I will be with you. When you pass through the waters, and when you pass through the rivers, and when you pass through Corona, come on, Corona has no permission to set up camp in my life. It, it has to pass through. If it sets up anything in my life, it's trespassing. Jesus posted on me no trespassing signs to every sickness and every disease. Come on, we got to believe this. They will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire, and the flame will not burn you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can testify to that verse. Verse 5, do not fear, I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. So what did, what did God promise us because he's with us? Creation. Mm -hmm. God made you. He formed you. He promised you redemption. He bought you back. He bought us with his blood. He promised us a calling and a purpose. God's called you. And because he's called you, he's going to work with you. He gave us relationship. He said, you're mine. That's relationship. God wants a relationship with you. That's what Jesus died and paid for, so that God could have a relationship with his people. 
He gave us protection, rescue, and deliverance. He keeps you from being overwhelmed. Come on, somebody. Amen. We don't have to be overwhelmed. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. It doesn't matter what's happening in our town. It doesn't matter. We do not have to be overwhelmed. Why? God is with us. He's on our side. Nothing can separate us from his love. In everything that we face, we are more than conquerors through him. Oh, hallelujah. Neither death, life, angels, principalities, neither the present nor the future or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love, that, uh, love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what? And God wants us to be rooted and grounded in that love. He wants us to be filled with that love so that we walk in that love. If God is with us, then love is with us. And uh, let's go to Psalm 23. And let's see how God is with us. This is a beautiful picture. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Well, shepherds lead sheep. Where's God leading you? Amen? And because he's your shepherd, I shall not want. See, when God is with you, he, he meets your wants, your needs, and your desires. God is so good that you don't want. we got to get to a place where we don't want. Amen? where we're walking in the goodness and the blessing of God. I'm believing this today. And I'm not just believing this today, but what I'm saying is, I'm putting my faith into these words. I'm taking ownership of what God is saying, and I'm grabbing a hold of it. I want you to grab a hold onto it too. You grab onto it by faith. You believe it. You confess it. You say it. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, he leads me besides the quiet waters. I find no evidence of corona when the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. He doesn't lead you into corona fields. <laughs> he restores my soul. Some of us need to be restored. You got messed up, you got hurt, you got wounded, and God can restore your soul. He guides me in the paths of his righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The valley of the shadow of death is right here, this earth. That's the valley of the shadow of death. But we don't have to fear anything in this earth. Hallelujah. What does it say? For you are with me. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what does he get? What does she get that know that their shepherd is with them? You get protector, provider, and someone who's personally present. Did you know that shepherds would sleep with the sheep? 
They would take them out and they would take them to green fields and let them feed and the shepherds would stay with the sheep. Why? Because they needed protection, provision, and they needed someone who was personally present. God is that person. God wants to be personally present in your life. But we got to acknowledge him. The sheep got plenty of food. What makes a sheep lie down? Because they're too full. Say, I'm too full. We have a too much God. They get quiet rest. Sheep get restoration, guidance. They get fearlessness. They get comfort, and they get provision because God is with them. They get anointing. God anoints your head with oil, and you get prosperity. You get overflow. He anoints your head, your head with oil, but then your cup overflows. And what do you do with the overflow? You share the overflow with others. God wants us to overflow so that we can share with others. In the early church, people overflowed with houses, lands, and goods. And you know what they did? They sold the extra, and they brought the extra to the church, and they created an atmosphere where no one lacked. Hallelujah. And they get grace, goodness, mercy, and loving kindness. And dwelling in God's house forever, they get eternal fellowship. We get eternal fellowship. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, verses 1 to 7. God is our refuge and strength. That's something that we need to say every day today. God is my refuge and my strength. What's a refuge? It's a safe place. It's a fortress. It's a, a secure place. When you're in God's refuge, the enemy has no key. He can't even get in the window. He can't find a way in any, anywhere. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. What is he? He's present in trouble. He's not distant in trouble. He's present in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. You know, fearlessness is a great quality of knowing that God is with you. If you know that God is with you, you shun fear. You don't mention it. You don't act like it. You don't look like it. Though the earth is transformed, the mountains are toppled into the depths of the sea, though their waters roar and foam and the mountains quake in the surge. Sounds like pretty bad things happen. In all that, you're not supposed to fear? No. In all that, you've got to know that God is with you. Listen, God has ways of rescuing and delivering us that we don't even know. So we might as well just trust God now. Amen? He goes on to say, uh, verse 4, There is a river whose streams delight the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. I want you to know that phrase, the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms crumble, and the earth melts 
when he lifts his voice, but the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So what do we get? We get refuge and strength. We get God's presence in times of trouble. I love that, that God is there. You know, he was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king saw a fourth man and said, look like the son of God. He was there. He was there with them in the trouble to deliver them out of the trouble. You know what? We just need to shake our hands. What am I doing? I'm shaking off every disease and sickness and infirmity from me in the name of Jesus. Amen? Like you're flicking water off your hands. You're shaking the disease, sickness, and infirmity from us. Amen? We have healing and divine health. We are fearless. No matter what happens around us, we are fearless, confident, and secure in him. We are God's city, his dwelling place. We are not moved. God helps us, and he is our fortress. Hallelujah. You know, you can see this picture of God with you in the story of Ruth. Ruth was... A Moabitess. And she was married to a Jewish man who died. And her mother-in-law was uh, Naomi. And Ruth had the opportunity to go back to Moab because Naomi's, husband's, Naomi's husband died and her two sons died. So she had two daughter-in-laws and she gave them the opportunity to turn back. And uh, Ruth made this incredible statement. She said, I'm going to be with you. Your God is going to be my God. Where you dwell, I'm going to dwell. Where you go, I'm going to go. Your city is going to be my city. All right? And that is a, a, a natural picture of how God is with us. God is going to say, look, no matter how many mistakes you make, I'm with you. No matter what you've done in your life, I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not only going to be with you, I'm going to be in you. God promises this. It's a promise that we can rely on. It's a promise that we can believe in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to read... Uh, Two more passages of scripture that are going to be done. I want to read Psalm 91. And then we're going to read from Exodus 33. Psalm 91, there are things that we need to say in order to activate this verse, this passage of scripture. You are my refuge and my fortress. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If we're dwelling in God, we're doing what God wants, we're going where God directs, and we're being what God has ordained. Okay? That's how we dwell. Notice, when we're dwelling in the shelter or the secret place, it's secret 
to the world, but it's not secret to believers. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, we've got to say this. You are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's a great confession. You are my God, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Notice we're still saying something. Surely he will deliver us from the snare of the vile. Everybody say, surely he'll deliver us. That's a faith statement. That's a confidence statement. From the deadly plague, verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you shall find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a rampart. Verse 5, you will not fear the terror of night. So now we've got to make a decision not to fear even a terror that comes at night. Doesn't matter what time of the day it comes. I don't care when terror comes. You don't get terrified. You get faith filled. I like what Jesse Duplantis said. He said, I've tested positive for faith. And I think that's a good, that's a, we need to test positive for faith. Amen? Verse 6. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the calamity that destroys at noon. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. No harm will come near you. Amen. If you believe that, you say, no harm is coming to me. And you've got to say it with confidence. You've got to say it with boldness. They will lift you up. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, verse uh, 8. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling, my refuge is the most... You've got to make the Lord your dwelling. You've got to abide in him so that he can abide in you. No, Verse 10, no evil will befall you. No plague will approach your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Did you know that God's given us guardian angels? We have angels that are assigned to guard us. Let's activate our angels. How do we activate angels? They respond to the word. When we're speaking and confessing the word of God, our angels get excited and get in agreement with you. They'll lift up your hands. They'll lift up their hands so that you will not uh, strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, symbols of the enemy. You will trample the young lion and serpent. Everybody say trample. When you trample a serpent, his bite can't harm you. Because he loves me, I will deliver him. Because he knows my name. How do you know his name? Because he's with you. You know him because he's with you. How do you know he's with you? Because you spend time with him. You talk with him. You listen to him. You pray to him. I will protect him. Verse 15, when he calls out to me, I will answer him. Thank God that God answers. God's got answers for us. I heard someone testify the other day. They were asking God before they went out because they didn't want to waste their time. 
And they only had to go to two stores to get what they needed because God led them to where to go. God knows how to get the supplies to you, but we just got to listen to him. I will deliver him and honor him. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And then finally, in Exodus 33, it talks about the story of when Moses set up the tent of meeting. When he would arrive at the tent, God's presence would come down. And the Bible says that God would speak to Moses as a man speaks to his friend. Friends hang out with each other. And, uh, you know, everybody had to come to the tent to inquire of the Lord back then. Because no one, not everybody had the Spirit of God in them. Alright? And uh, so the Lord would speak to Moses and he wanted to see his presence. And uh, Moses would get done talking with God and then Joshua would hang out by the tent. He says, I, I like what's going on here. You know, he, he, he loved the presence of God. And then um, Moses said, I want to see your presence. Because he said, Moses made this statement. He said, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, I'm not going. That, that is awesome. That's how we need to be like. If, if we're somewhere where God's presence isn't, why are we there? Amen? Moses said, look, if your presence doesn't go with us, I'm not going because I like your presence. Yeah. We've got to value God's presence more than anything else. His presence is so valuable, so powerful, so wonderful. God told Moses in verse 14 of Exodus 33, he said, my presence will go with you. So God put Moses in the rock. He put his hand over him and he passed by while he was proclaiming things. So Moses saw his backside because he couldn't see the full, uh, he couldn't see, see the full view of God. And, uh, but you know what? When someone is with you, they'll expose their life to you. You know, when you're with God, God will show you things that you didn't think you could see. So I want to encourage you today that God is with you. You know, we need to, we need to reinforce this fact that God is with us. Amen? He is, and you know, Jesus said the world can't receive him because it doesn't know him and it doesn't even recognize him. But you know him because he's with you and he'll sh he shall be in you. All right? So I'm so grateful that God is with us. I want, I want you to be encouraged today. No matter what's happening in the world, God is with you. And because you know that God is with you, he'll make you to rise above the trouble. You might see the trouble, but it's not going to come near you. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to overwhelm you. God's presence delivered people from jail. God's presence delivered people from plagues. God's presence delivered people from enemies. God, God's presence delivered people from elements. Why do you think 
God was a cloud to his people in Israel to protect them from the sun. They didn't need sunscreen because they had the S-O-N screen. They had God's presence that was covering them from the effects of the sun in the desert. There's nothing that God's presence can't do. And I want to encourage you to those who aren't as close to God as they need to be. Come and get close to God. How do you do that? You say, Father, I surrender to you. I want to change. I repent in my heart, in my mind, and in my life. I, I just turn around. I stop doing the wrong, and I start doing what's right. I want to encourage you. Start doing what's right. For those of you that love the Lord, I want you to praise and rejoice in God. He's with us, amen? He inhabits to praise us. So we can praise Him because we, we, we rejoice in His goodness and we're glad for the things that He's done. And maybe you don't know the Lord. Well, it's time to recognize that Jesus is God's Son. It's time to believe in your heart that He's Lord. Confess with your mouth. And just receive him. Say, Lord, come into my life right now. And Father, I thank you for delivering us from this coronavirus. We call it dead. We call it gone. We call uh, activity resuming in the name of Jesus. Thank you for giving wisdom to our leaders. And Lord, we, we thank you that you are with us. We celebrate your presence today. We love you, Lord, and we rejoice in the fact that you are with us. Thank you so much, Father. You're so good and you're so gracious. And we're going to go our ways today, back to our homes and where we need to do. And we're going to go with a new understanding of how God is with us and how that changes us and how that affects our life. God bless you, and uh, we'll be in touch. We love you. If you have any needs or concerns or prayer requests, please call the church. And don't forget, uh, bring your gifts in, give them online, or send them through the mail. Have an awesome and a fantastic and a wonderful day.